Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 178, and sadly, absolutely no facts about 178 this week. No. Oh, also, uh, I'm not sure if it's sadly, but no Stephen Layton either. Yeah, on a, be- on a cheerful note. Um, <laughs> which, uh, well, you say a cheerful note, but interestingly, given this week's beer and where it's brewed, would have perhaps been useful to have a man from the West Midlands. Yeah, indeed. Um, so this week's beer is uh, Batham's Best Bitter. Um, Batham's are a a black country brewer. So I I had meant to ask Steve whether he know, knew them or knew the beer well at all because it's kind of more his area of, of the world than, than ours. Um, but it is one that I've been wanting to try for a bit. Well, you, you mentioned Best Bitter to me and I, I immediately was just like, oh, interesting because I have a... A soft spot for best bitters. Uh, everyone has those those beers that they remember when they were getting into beer. And like for me, especially with the area I'm from, like any any brewer worth their salt brewed a good best bitter. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see what uh, how mm. this stacks up. Um, let's give a quick a quick summary. So Batham's were a uh, family brewer. Uh, they've been around for about 135 years or so now um, one of only two that were left in um, in the black country from that, that period to them in Holden's um, they started out in the 19th century as nailers which was a fairly common um, job at that period but became landlords of the White Horse in Cradley um, and that was Daniel um, Batham and his wife Charlotte was doing the brewing and it, it's all progressed from there with them buying the, the vine, which is probably the one they're most well-known for, and is their brewery tap now, uh, in 1905. More commonly called the Bull and Bladder because of the uh, it, in fact it used to be a butcher's in the 1820s. Where, whereabouts exactly in the West Midlands are they? Um, they've got a number of pubs, uh, so throughout Derby and uh, Wolverhampton, as far across as Kidderminster. Derby's not the West Midlands. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're in the so black, that they're, black they're, country bit of... They're a little bit more spread out around the, the general Midlands area. So, Yeah, so, well, definitely that side of it. Um, Cradley Heath and, and that kind of area is, as well, not much further beyond that. So, that, and Despite the fact that they're not that far from areas that I know and areas that I've been in, I've never seen their beers um, before. No, the 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 I noticed the branding. It's very very old school. Yeah, <laughs> like really traditional. <laughs> and they offer three beers. They have a best bitter, a mild, and for for Christmas a triple X, a strong one. Um, like, wasn't that a really bad movie? It's <laughs> pretty bad. Quite entertaining yeah. though. I don't I don't think Vin Diesel would drink this beer. He might do. I don't know. Well, you wouldn't think Vin Diesel would play D and D either, but he does. Yeah, uh, you never know with him. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> in my old standards, that was a bit of a random one. Um, since you're talking about the branding, yeah, it is fairly old school. Like that, in fact, fairly old school. Maybe an understatement here. Yeah, you've got that that off white, slight yellow, and then like red. It's the kind of thing that most businesses in the 1970s went. I think this looks a bit old. We should modernise. Yeah, 
And then we were just like, the thing is though, with the way things work with uh, stuff being cool and retro, yeah, you, le- you, you leave it like this long enough, it's probably going to be cool. You though. know, that, that <laughs> it, it is authentically old looking, whereas lots of regional beers, like I've seen lots of beer from breweries that are probably got a similar history to Batham's, but they look like they're not. They look too. There's to a supermarket. Norm, normally, there's a fair uh, amount of gold embellishment, like yeah. borders and stuff like that, and like brewer signatures and stuff like that. Whereas you don't, that's devoid of all of that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's very to the point. It is so. very traditional looking. Actually, I, I think that works very much to its favour. There is a, there is a quote by uh, Shakespeare on the side. There is. Here. Apparently, it's also on the side of the pub. <laughs> I hadn't Go on, do, you want to, do you want to read it for people? Um, blessing of your heart. Uh, you brew good ale. Mm. No, that, that's as, as far as they go into. I was, into I, was re- I was, re- I was reading that sideways because there's still some, uh, <laughs> there's still some beer in the bottle, so I didn't want to tip it to uh, spill it. Uh, yeah, there is. Incidentally, if you are interested in the history of of Batham's, uh, their book, the history of Batham's Black Country Brewer, by John Richards, is available on their website as a PDF download, um, and it's very thorough, all about the the history of the family and. Uh, They've got now ten pubs. They had nine at the point of writing, but they've now upped it to ten. Uh, so they all spread out in the the black country. Still relatively small, though, when you consider like the size of some some uh, mm, yes, like some younger pub groups. And I'm not talking about like your big chains, but like even like. Uh, You've got a lot of larger, local yeah. Even people like, like uh, Sam, like Sam Smith, we Sam Smith, or Titanic, I bet they've yeah, got more got, than that, haven't they? Yeah, we've got quite a few. Uh, so. Um, interesting. So, this is one of the beers that was a talking point for camera in the early days. Um, it's one that I've heard about through Boken Bailey's blog. If, if people might, some of our listeners may well know that one. Um, and they'd kind of heard about it from lots of other sources and been hunting it down for years. Um, and it's, it's made me curious to try out. So thanks, Matt and Gordon. It's, it's appreciated as an interesting one to to tick off, uh, and also something that I think we were talking earlier. I would love to try on cask at the yeah. brewery tap. At, you know when it's in. Well, like we've had, we've had this discussion, haven't we, about uh, a number of different breweries and beers. And like there are a number of beers that I love and. There are also beers that we always hear good things about. Um, mm. the, the the best known example is Fuller's. Yeah. Like you always hear Fuller's tastes better on cask if you're in London than mm. it does anywhere else. It never travels well. And it'd be interesting to try a beer like this, especially with that age and tradition and that reputation on cask, how they intend it to be served. Um, be really, really intrigued to try it. So, mm. And to me, this is the kind of beer that it it might be good in a bottle, but it's it has the potential to be really it's, it's, really it's, good okay, on it's okay in a bottle, isn't it? It's, it's, I think I'm rather enjoying it actually. I I think I'm not. I don't dislike it. I think I'm I'm expect it's a little sweet for my taste for a best bitter. I expect I was expecting it to be a little more bitter. Um, mm. That could be that could be a regional difference as well. In I, the I style. think that I think this is. Well, this tends to be held up as a classic example of a, a black country bitter, which I think is mm. probably a whereas, little bit... Whereas my uh, exp- exposure to best bitters are Yorkshire best bitters. Yeah, so maybe a little more dry in there. 
and the style maybe well, for the for the we, north. We, we are uh, we are known for being uh, quite dry and very bitter. So uh, about oh, numerous my. things. <laughs> so. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, I think that's pleasant though. I think for me it does one of those things that I really want in a best bitter, which is like there's there's enough going on to keep me wanting to go back and try it again and keep getting different things, but there's not so much going on that it kind of grabs my attention about any one thing. It's the kind of thing that I can drink very easily whilst having a conversation. Yeah, it's not. It won't get so boring after the first that I'd go. I don't want to drink that again. I could happily drink more of this, but at the same time. There's nothing so kind of in my face. And that's the whole, uh, again, like the, these particular styles, these older styles that have perhaps fallen a little out of favour um, nowadays, especially with everyone's obsession with uh, gallons and gallons of hops. Um, mm. That you've got to remember the culture that these drinks uh, evolved around and were encouraged. Like the drinking culture. Where every pub you went in had a you know a bitter, a best, and a mild, or a gold, mm. or something like you know it's completely different to the drinking culture we have today. Like everyone drank on a very regular basis, you know, if not nightly. Um, but you didn't drink um, six or seven super high strength hoppy beers. No. You had you know three or four pints of uh, nice sessionable three to four percent. And you you took your time, you sat, you socialised, you, and this is exactly what this sort of beer is for. Honestly, I, I'm I'm actually really enjoying this. I'm, I'm it is, with something like this where you've heard things about it. It is very hard to try and pull away that kind of hype and also or, or expectation away from it as well. It's very easy to tell you to be disappointed by these kind of things, but I keep finding myself I've I've got through that glass very quickly mm. because. Like, it does feel like there's stuff going on, and, and lots of it's stuff that I wouldn't... Oh, okay, top up, That's the advantage of a 500ml bottle, Yeah, 500ml wins with this one. Well done, guys. You know, the, it isn't just malt and bitterness. There's a definite flavour from the hop, and there's definitely some, some prickly spiciness, and the finish is quite dry, and there's a little bit of kind of... It's not funky too, something, isn't? But it's not. It's not over. Out I, don't there. Think, I don't think it's overly dry. The finish. Mm. It's not aggressively dry, but neither has it become cloying. It doesn't it, it, feel it like leaves, too. It leaves the back of the tongue dry without leaving the throat dry. Mm. Uh, which I think a lot of uh, a lot of beers get wrong. Like ones that I've had that are that they're so dry. It's just like you you feel like you want another drink afterwards. Yeah. It's just like the it's kind of missing the point. It's like it's supposed to be refreshing at the same time. Oh, and, and I <laughs> love dry beers, but. I think this has just got that kind of... It gives you an impression of sweetness, but it isn't actually like... You, I, I find lots of beers of this that were trying to copy this style by probably less accomplished brewers get too heavy into kind of heavier malts and darker malts that kind of end up becoming a bit cloying and hard work. Mm. And this gives you that kind of sense of oh, it's sweet, but it doesn't become hard work at all to drink it. And I say there's definitely... For me, there's... there's some really nice kind of hoppy, spicy kind of bits it's, that I actually find. It's one of those. It's one of those more traditional style beers that we've had that um, surpasses 
your expectations, I think. Mm. Uh, like when we had the um, the Sam Smiths one. Yeah. Like immediately yeah, we, were ju- we, we were just, a, there's that, I think there's that little bit of a reluctance when you see that. You just think, ooh, I'm not so sure about that. Because it's an older style, maybe it's, you know, the brand. Well, yeah, but you see so I, I, many of those older styles that have, have lost something in the in the intervening years. They got mm-hmm. caught up in that kind of pushing to homogenise and to become blander and less... And there are so, there are so many best bitters out there these days that are genuinely just boring beer. Mm-hmm. Totally like... Like, they aren't sessionable, they are boring. They are totally lacking character. Whereas, I would say this has got character. It's not an in-your-face character, but there's, there's interest there. And I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to come out and throw out a score already. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying this. I would definitely drink it again, and I would definitely order it on bar if I saw it. Uh, eight and a half from me. Eight and a half? Yeah. Big score. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm mostly the same. Um, I, I think I prefer a touch more bitterness, but that's, uh, that's my own personal mm-hmm. preference. I'm not going to knock... Uh, the beer for that. Um, I'm not quite going to go as high as you, but I'm going to give it a solid seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm pleasantly, pleasantly happy with this. And 500 mil was definitely the right size for this one. I can't mm. imagine it lasting long for anybody. No, no. It's, uh, there, are, there, are, there are some beers that, yeah, 500 mil. That's that's fine. This is this definitely fits the bill. Mm. Uh, and I'm yeah. looking forward to consuming my own bottle of it as well. Uh, so, and don't worry, Steve, um, because we thought this would be of interest to you. I've decided I'm going to keep my bottle here, so when you get back from your uh, your jollies, you can try it as well. So just remember, we've recorded generosity from from Gary, the stereotypical northerner. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, it, we like to play up to the myth that we're tight, but you know. <laughs> It's in my interest as well. If I share something with him, because he's so generous, he's bound to give me uh, something Required to give you something, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, true Northern generosity coming out now. <laughs> right, I think with this diversion, we should shut up and uh, drink up. Yeah. yeah. We are done. <laughs>